Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, July 11th, 2018. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by the people's champ himself, Matt Baxendale. Bax, there's been a lot of talk. Now I've been talking about this for the last three years. There should be like a, a show on Big Ten Network that's like a Paul Feinbaum-like show, a call-in show about Big Ten football, not with Paul Feinbaum himself as the host. So find somebody who's like a Big Ten guy, but um, – do you think the Big Ten Network will have, like, the onions, we'll say, to actually do anything like that? Uh, absolutely not. Let's be real honest here. First of all, uh, which school would be Auburn in this instance? Like, is it, like, the Walmart Wolverines calling in? Uh, that that would be, you know, the, like, like, like what are you going to do? Like, have Mike Hall and have him be like, Mike Hall! Or something, you know? I mean, like, uh, I don't think we have – here in, in the uh, the frozen wastelands of the north, the same uh, character, if you will, of some of the uh, people that make the fine bomb show worth watching. It's like, you know, would you watch Jerry Springer if it was just Jerry Springer? You watch all the people on the show. Jerry just kind of orchestrates their mayhem. And you know, you got to really work to find these people. So who knows? I mean, I could see something like it working, but uh, I just think the Big Ten Network is so corporatized and buttoned up and you know, it's not something that exists outside of the Big Ten Network already. Like, they would have to, like, try to pretend that it was, like, this organic thing, and it just it would feel like a fine bomb ripoff. So I don't see the Big Ten ever doing it. And honestly, I think that's more of a Southern cultural thing than it is anything up here. I will disagree with you on the Southern cultural thing because I've listened to a lot of sports radio my entire life living in the Midwest, especially late at night, let's say after a Cincinnati Reds game. They, you know, WLW does a show called Extra Innings. I mean – after a few beverages, maybe some moonshine, it gets kind of fine bomb esque. Cue all the Cincinnati is in the South jokes. I get it. My point is, I you know take away the you know the Phyllis and all that and the people that are, are pretty much idiots. I do think it, it would be a success. Now I agree with you. I don't think the Big Ten Network's ever going to do it. But if they did it, if they had a daily college show on Big Ten football, and they had the right host, which means my, not my call. You have to be yeah. entertaining. You have to be entertaining, and you have to know about Big Ten football. He's he's neither one of those things. I think it would be <laughs> successful. I think it would. Be it could work. Tried it. It could work. I agree. It could work. They never a will do it. And I mean, first of all, I think if you had a Big Ten call-in show on Saturday night at 8 p.m. when there wasn't a night game, then that would be the most glorious thing ever. You know, I mean, I would highly enjoy that because you know you'd have your your just like Eeyore style miserable Indiana football fans. Suppose we're going to lose next week, too. Hmm. You know, but I mean, like, you'd have a lot of fun with the, the angry Wolverines whenever their team somehow blew it, the calls for the coaches' heads. But that's the problem is the Big Ten Network is nothing but, like, a sanitized publicity thing for the Big Ten. And look how great our conference is. And I, I, the Big Ten Network's not known for hard-hitting reporting. It's not known for allowing things to go outside of too far from their, their very narrowly defined Jim Delaney laser path, right? So, you know, people who are on there talking about whether Jim Harbaugh's job's on the line are just going to get shouted down and screamed at by the Michigan contingent. Uh, you know, anything that you want to complain, like imagine if, if 
there was Ohio State callers in mass calling into the Big Ten network a year or two ago complaining about how terrifyingly bad Tim Beck was, right? While the Big Ten was sitting here talking about how Urban Meyer is one of the greatest coaches in the country, Urban would be furious, right? It's one thing to have the, dis- the, the discomfort locally. It's another thing to have it nationally broadcast. Um, imagine if the Big Ten was pub- publicizing JT Barrett as maybe the greatest quarterback in Big Ten history, and half of the Ohio State fan base is actively calling for him to be benched last year. You know, those are sort of the things that they're not going to really too keenly move themselves into. So I think it would be fantastic if you had the right people in the right situation, but I don't think the Big Ten would ever let it happen. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree with you. I don't think they will. Um, let's switch gears. Um, looking at the Buckeye season, we've talked a lot about the offseason, uh, throughout the offseason, about what's our biggest concern. Is it the offensive line or, or the linebackers? Um, you know, at least the defensive line mitigates the holes at linebacker. I feel like linebacker is a bigger concern if you just had that, like, you know, just looked at each individual unit. But I think I feel like the defensive line can help the linebackers out. But still, offensive line, it's not a huge concern of mine, but it is a concern to some degree. Just what do you, as you analyze this, Bax, what's a bigger concern for the Buckeyes, O-line or linebackers? Hmm. I'm not that worried about the O-line, to be honest. I know there's some concern about who's going to start at certain spots on the line. But on the flip side, I think the linebackers could be a real big concern because I trust the coaching at the offensive line a lot more. Uh, not only is Greg Studrawa, maybe he hasn't proven it as much as we'd like here in Columbus, but he has a good track record. But Kevin Wilson's a former offensive lineman who's the co-coordinator now, which is going to give him more time to work with the offensive linemen. Um, you've got your tackles in place. You have to feel pretty good about the experience on that line. Uh, truth be told, I think it's linebackers. And it's linebackers because there's way less experience, and I frankly don't trust the coaching. Um, you know, that's, that's the spot. And by the way, this is another example why the Big Ten Network would never allow a call-in show because they'd have a national discussion about whether Urban Meyer had nepotistically hired his best friend to coach the linebackers, whether it's best suited for Ohio State, which immediately reflects badly on the conference in terms of how it would affect recruiting for some kids sitting in, you know, Texas watching the Big Ten Network, right? So I, I, I just I think it's the linebackers, and I don't think there's really any debate almost on it because we feel good about the tackles. We feel pretty decent about the guards. And at center, we're going to have somebody capable. And if we don't have somebody capable, it's going to be because there's somebody very good because Josh Myers beats up Brady Taylor. So to me, it's the linebackers by a mile. That's the concern right now because you may have raw talent, but whether that raw talent is going to be, you know, reacting versus thinking, whether they're going to know where they're going to need to be, whether they're coached properly is all one big question mark. I know I'm just asking you to spitball here, but what, What's your gut tell you about Tuff Borland? Are the Buckeyes going to have him at some point this season? Can he be effective? He's the lone returning starting linebacker. Urban Meyer said in the spring they hope to have him back in September. That seems highly optimistic if he has a torn Achilles. And they've never said back that it's a torn Achilles. They just would ask, you know, what's the specific Achilles injury? It's an Achilles injury. Did he rupture his Achilles? It's an Achilles injury. <laughs> so just what's, yeah. your gut telling you, what's your gut telling you about uh, Tuff Borland, Bax? Uh, my mental image is the year Ross Homan had the really bad turf toe trying to limp around, and then they had to eventually redshirt him because he couldn't run the way we wanted him to. Um, that's what my mental image is of Tuck Bullen this year. It's going to be, wow, I, we tried playing him in a couple spots, and it didn't work, and it, he wasn't effective the way he wanted to be, and, hey, we can play him four games and still redshirt him, and that's what we're going to do. I mean, real bluntly, I don't think it's fair to assume that Borland's going to be able to make it back and play this year. Um, if he can and prove us all wrong, it's an added bonus, but I think you literally cannot assume whatsoever 
the tough Borland is going to be a, a significant part of this linebacking core this year. And that's a shame because of how well he played last year as a freshman in the lineup. But, uh, you know, the truth is just that it's a major injury. And it's not that far removed from a major injury. And it's competing against guys who weren't hurt and were big-time kids in their own right. Um, I just don't see Borland being on the field as a significant factor this year. But, hey, tough if you're listening, I'd love for you to prove me wrong. But, you know, I, I, I just you can't expect that of a kid who is 19 years old having what appears to be a very serious Achilles injury being back and able to play all of a sudden at a high level against Penn State in late September. It just it 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 would be very improbable in my estimation. Well, maybe if Tough Borland can't play this year, Bax, uh, maybe he can host the Collins Show on Big Ten Network. I don't know. Is Tough the kind of guy who could be like a Paul? Uh, they, what would they call it? Tough enough with Tough Borland or something ridiculous? <laughs> you know? I mean, like you know, they tough, they start off tough enough with Tough Borland. I promise you won't be bored here, man, or something. I mean, like, you know, that's the kind of cheesy Mike Hall joke that the Big Ten would dump on it, right? So, you know, I think at this point, uh, <laughs> if you're going to have a former Buckeye go out and host the show, let's go get somebody with uh, with a little bit of panache to him, if you will. I have panache. I'll sign up for the job if they want me to be the fine bomb of Big Ten now. Somebody's eventually going to be smart enough to give you and me a show, and they're going to be smart enough to not censor it, and it's going to be hilarious. Until that happens, then it's just going to be the angry Michigan fans on Twitter yelling at me for talking about the truth. And then, you know, it is what it is. And by the way, speaking of that, is it just you and me or the only two who are really that worried about Jim Harbaugh coming out to Ohio? Like, are we the only ones who are like, you know, uh-oh, you know, here comes Sauron with the one ring again. We're going to have to fight this thing off before it gets too big, right? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of, like, Ohio State fans are thinking, oh, come on, look at these three-star recruits they're getting in the 2019 class. I hear that, but it's, as you and I know, this is about, the long view. This is about now. He, it, the good thing for Ohio State is Harbaugh should have done this from day one after taking the Michigan job. The lifeblood of Michigan's program for decades has been, you know, Ohio players. And I think now he's looking at the long term, which those that might think that Harbaugh is not staying at Michigan much longer, I think this flies in the face of that. I think he is now realizing, and again, I don't know what the hell, how, how the hell this took this long, but he's realizing oh, I, I need to go into Ohio and recruit. Now, he's kind of laying the groundwork in the 2019 class. And, again, it's not going to catch up to Ohio State. I don't think, well, Urban Meyer's here. But um, you will see, I think, finally, you know, I don't want to say I'm nervous about it, but after you're growing up and, you know, being a child of the 90s and seeing all of their best players like Charles Woodson and, De- and Desmond Howard and Elvis Gerbeck, all of them being Ohio kids, I mean – We'd be foolish not to, you know, look back and know the history of this rivalry and know that's how Michigan has been good over the years is coming in and stealing Ohio recruits. Yeah, they'd be Minnesota if they weren't proximate to the state of Ohio, plain and simple. And I agree. I want to echo this, too, because a lot of people were – like, I, this was my entire bucket this weekend, right? While I think this will hurt Michigan State more than it will hurt Ohio State, Michigan State has beaten Ohio State more in the last six years than Michigan has this century. So let's let's not forget that fact. Ohio has great high school football. Michigan has crap high school football. All right? It's that simple. So they have to come here to get our kids. And the ones that Ohio State can't get, they better be smart about which ones they don't get. And by the way, look at the schools they're getting all these three-star kids from. They're schools that produce four- and five-star kids down the line. And the fact that Jim Harbaugh didn't try to recruit Ohio the last four years is a hilariously massive oversight, and I'm grateful for it. Because what happened if he had been smart enough to try to grab some borderline kid from Olin Tangy Orange two, three years ago? And that kid, maybe he's not even playing for him, but he's having an awesome experience up there at Michigan, right? And they're recruiting Zach Harrison, 
And instead of it just being like, oh, now here comes uh, Jim Harbaugh, and, you know, we haven't really gotten to meet him before. We don't really know much about him while we know so much about Ohio State right down the road. What if they had a kid who was already up there? It was like, yeah, man, it's great. It's absolutely great. You can come up here, no problem. That would affect that recruitment a lot. A kid based on comfort. Like, let's be real honest here. And Jim Harbaugh is being smart about those. So while I'm kind of in the camp of I think Harbaugh is going to get frustrated and say, screw it, I'm going back to the NFL in a year or two when he keeps losing to Urban. If he doesn't, eventually this is going to pay off for him. And eventually it's going to be harder on Ohio State to keep our best kids here because as much as we don't like those jerks, their school has appeal to a lot of people. All right? People haven't gone there for, you know, decades to, to get bad educations. They haven't gone there for decades to play terrifyingly bad football. They've been decent more often than not in the past. And while we can laugh about them not having won an outright national championship in 60 or 70 years, which is still hilarious, by the way, truth is, if you let them off the mat, they can always come back and knock you out. If you have a guy at a poker table and he has one chip, theoretically he can come back and get you. So you better keep squatting on him and get him knocked out. You can't let up. And we're already seeing it a little bit with the number of commitments they have. They have a top 10 kid for 2020 committed. I'm not saying they're going to start beating Ohio State for the top kids, but Ohio State is dominated in-state, and that's why it's 15-2 and two the last 17 in those games. Plain and simple. Great stuff, as always, from the People's Champ, Matt Baxendell. Really appreciate it, Bax, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. Hope you have a great day. Let's go that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Bye.